Hey everyone, welcome back to Watch It Again. Just before the episode starts, I thought I would touch base and let you know that some of the themes and topics discussed in this episode may be extremely uncomfortable for some listeners. Um, it's a pretty heavy episode and we understand if you can't get through it, we do talk about A Clockwork Orange and do discuss themes of sexual violence. If that is something that you're uncomfortable by, it is completely understandable if you don't want to listen, so just... Listener discretion is advised going into this episode, but otherwise, if you're going to go through, um, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. <laughs> hey, hi, hello, how are you? And welcome back to Watch Again, the podcast where we go through 101 moves to see before you die. You that so perfectly. <laughs> As always, I am your host, Jacob, and with me are... I'm Kat. Jacob. Ask me how I'm feeling right now. How are you, Nick? I'm fucking furious, Jacob. Do <laughs> you know what I just saw? What? Okay, there's leaked set photos of Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, no. I don't want to <laughs> also, know. Also, James is here. And I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Nick. And I'm upset. Just, just show not, it to me. Don't say it out loud. Just show it. Oh, is it? Uh, why is it so upsetting? Why are we upset? He's not fat. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> of course it wasn't going to be. Okay. I, I've been cultivating mass for two years to look like Thor, and now fuck waste. You weren't even cast. <laughs> okay, well, welcome to this week's episode. Bit of a wild intro this week. Nick's rage right there is, I think, going to be a common theme throughout this week because holy hell, did we have a ride? And Nick, do you want to tell us about it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We what we all to varying degrees watched a Clockwork Orange this week. Huh. I mean, to a varying degree, that's one. I, I was going to say you and I both. Fully yeah, I watched the, the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. yeah, me too. Unfortunately, I, I <laughs> did not. <laughs> so Nick, so Jacob, before we just all have a complete meltdown about <laughs> the ethics and yeah, just things why? that happen in this I film, just, like what? it's so oh. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a bit about it? The film? Yeah. Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece. No, it's fucking yeah, not. Yeah, I know. I, I don't think that, just, just on the record. Oh, okay. I was really worried. I was just quote. I was just... Nick, do you? I, I thought this was all right. Like, all things considered. All right, well, let's just talk about it. <laughs> okay. So. Welcome, everyone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> this movie was based on a book, surprisingly. <laughs> Which was surprising because I didn't think it would be like that. Yeah. Uh, this seems insane enough where I thought, oh, this is just Stanley Kubrick going nuts and doing whatever he wants to do. But no, this is based on the Anthony Burgess novel from 1962 and was so accurate that the actors would carry the book around instead of the screenplay. Huh. Yes. Really? Wow. That is bizarre. Yeah. I did read that it only differed from the book in like a few very minor ways. Yeah, I think the book had like different endings. Do you know if the book yeah. was com- like commercially successful? Because I'd n- I'd never. I know heard of the Stanley book. Kubrick hated it. That's oh, all okay. I know. Because I'd then, always heard of it as the movie and never the book. Yeah, but then he yeah couldn't do a biopic he wanted to do, so he's like, oh fuck it, I guess I'll do a Clockwork Orange. I fucking wish he did that biopic. <laughs> really? Oh, you, you're that you're mate, that sour on this. We'll get there. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Not. Well, mate, we're three minutes in. It's too early to heal. <laughs> sorry, you, I'm sure you can. Um, Convince me to hate it by the end anyway. I'm sure I will. <laughs> this is a huge, like, a low budget thing for him too. So it was a budget of $2.2 2 James Maths. Yeah. 
1971. Thank you. With the domestic <laughs> with the domestic return of 26 million, tenfold, worldwide, like international, it made one million eight hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars. That's nothing. That is nothing. Do you know why? Because it got released like 20 years later or something. No, why? Because it got banned. Yeah, it got banned. Oh, yeah. It got banned because oh. oh. um, Stanley Kubrick was receiving death threats. Followed, um, sorry, they followed a bunch of uh, copycat attacks in I, across I, the yeah. UK. I read about this. Yeah. Which um, is also, very $14 million today budget or $200 million profit today. Not profit, sorry. Mm. Gross. Oh, so it did like decent in America. Yeah, shit. America, <laughs> fuck yeah! That, that's weird. I, like, I couldn't. I, I feel like American audiences would hate this way more than the rest of the world. But I don't know the country of the Ku Klux Klan. I feel like a little boy about this shit. You got to remember as well. It's going. It's like it's not like the fifties movies we've been talking about. We're in the seventies now, yeah. so people aren't oh, quite as stuck was up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go over the plot real quick because I feel like we're going to spend like an hour just like going nuts about this movie. <laughs> okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> In Pretty a new futuristic, futuristic society, late teen Alex Delarge is the leader of a gang of thugs, his droogs, who commit acts of ultra-violence, often with sexual components, without any regard for their victims and purely because it strikes their collective fantasies. Yep. You okay there, Jacob? It's nope. <laughs> you want to buzz in? Are you going to let? Nope, I'm going to let him get going. After that, uh, after breaking into a author's house, yep, and uh, raping his wife and paralyzing him, yep, uh, Alex then kills a woman with a giant penis and goes to jail. Yep. While he's in jail, yep, uh, he's recruited for a rehabilitation program that will get him out of jail in. Two weeks rather yep. than 14 years. Yep. And that's where the I thing comes from, yep. which was what I thought Kat hated about this. No. But I hate the, <laughs> the, the rapes. rapes. Yes. yes. Well, I wasn't <laughs> the expecting. The multiple rapes. I wasn't yes. expecting rapes, but neither was I. And then yeah. it was straight away. Dur- well, yes. During his program, he is like shown. More all, rapes. More rapes and heaps of violence. And cannot look away and is basically tortured. Yeah, tortured and is unable to put up with like he's basically mentally castrated. Yeah. And goes back into the world like where everyone knows who he is. A a murderer turned wimp and is slowly beaten up by the homeless guy they beat up. Uh, His friends who have become cops and. Who else? Oh, the rider. He ends up in the rider's house after being beat up by the cops. He ends up in the rider's house with Darth Vader. Yeah. Oh, God. I had that saved for later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. That, that big muscular man was David Prowse. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Oh. oh yeah. yeah. That's the one redeeming fact about this horrible, yeah. horrible movie. Well, apparently, so you know how he was carrying around the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, he yeah. was. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently Kubrick was like... Um, just pick him up, yeah, bro. Just, just pick him up. And David Prowse said, well, it's going to be really straining because you're not really known as one-take Kubrick. I didn't even think of that. And everyone was like, oh, he's gone. He's fucking 
Toast, he's out of here. But no, he Kubrick like just laughed and was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Kubrick was more like, because I like, didn't think of that either. Oh, I mean, sorry. Also, Darth Vader just towering over you. It wasn't Darth Vader yet. was really funny, dude. Because but, on the set of um, bloody, what's oh, what is it? Um, the, Sh- the Shining. Yeah, mm-hmm. they broke the record for the most takes. Yes, with the. The, b- bat, the bat, the yeah, bat it was like yeah. yeah, we spoke about that. We did speak about that like yeah. a year ago now. Yeah, you should go listen to our Shining episode. Yes, and also email us so Jacob has to donate to charity. Yeah, also <laughs> that. Instagram DMs count. Yeah. <laughs> only if there's to, a question. To any of us. Only or feedback or general feedback. Or just I how want you a question. Are. No, I'm only going to reply on the actual Instagram. I'm not going to reply to my own. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah. I don't want Randall's message from me on my own. James's DMs are always open. Yeah. <laughs> for, for context as well, Thanks last for week we, I, I theorized that no one e- no one hears us desperately asking for emails and messages to the to the Instagram because it's always at the end of the episode. So, oh, and, and, and also yeah, full, full disclosure, we um, we're recording this like ten minutes after we said that. So yeah, it's that, very fresh for us. So for all we know, for all we know, you've donated like five grand to yeah, actually. <laughs> Yeah, if, if people were we like, live in hope. if people were asking questions from last week, it's next week because these are back to back. So I'm yeah. really sorry, but again, you can build up two whole weeks worth of questions, and I'm going to be fucking poor. So write a question. You'll make finally me be like the rest of us. And and if you in your question, you can include a charity of your choice, and we will pick one at the end, and that's where all the money will go. Jeez. Yeah. So it's going to be embarrassing good. if no one uh, emails us now. But yeah. Anyway, so Nick carrying on, <laughs> carrying on conversion um, therapy. Yeah, <laughs> carrying on. He ends up in the crippled, now crippled artist's house. Uh, he goes to have a bath and sings "Singing in the Rain," the same song, uh, yep. song he was singing while Tapping he was at the same raping time. and murdering his wife and crippleizing. So yeah, and crippleizing. Did. For context, did he? Did they kill the wife, or did she kill herself she, later? I no, she died of something she, else later. Yeah. But then the go, the husband was convinced that she killed herself. Ah. But I think it was actually just the other thing. Because okay. she got sick mm. or something, and then they're like, "Oh, she died of this." He was like, "Nah, I know what it was, but I think it was actually actually was the other thing." Okay, right. it was how I took it. Yeah. Anyway, yes. not that it makes it better, no, but. But uh, the artist learns that uh, Alex cannot stand the sound of music now. It was Only a side Beethoven's Ninth. Was it just Beethoven's Ninth? Yeah, because that was what was playing in the right video. Yes, yes. But, Anything um, else is fine. Yeah, so he's locked in a room <laughs> listening to Beethoven. And uh, to drown out, to just you know, end his suffering, he jumps out the window, the window doesn't die. Does a sick flip though. (laughs) He does do a sick flip. Does do a sick flip. One redeeming thing about this movie, I'm sure we can all agree on, sick flip. I missed that, so it's not redeeming to me. When he jumped out the window, when he was up on that ledge, someone obviously yelled out, do a flip, and he complied. Good on him. I enjoyed so, his, I enjoyed the the scream as well. Like it was this, it sounded it was, as silly as the Wilhelm scream, but but it, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't the Wilhelm scream, so it was good. <laughs> it actually sounded like he did the scream, which was good. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens? Then he ends up in the hospital, uh, kind of slowly being rehabilitated as a rapey murderer, I guess. Yeah, I kind of took that as like he's no longer affected by the thing and he's just going to yeah. go back to the murders now. That's what I understand. Yeah. Well, I yeah. 
I wasn't sure whether he'll because go back to it or Because that song that they like, play at the end, is that Beethoven's ninth? So it's it's not and then it is and that's when he changes the face from doing the smile to the and like to Okay, because I was just like, like are they playing it because like it's not affecting him because he's I was like <laughs> oh so no. I presume then that it is still affecting him. But yeah, okay. and up until that point I thought the same yeah, that I was it like, stopped. Oh, yay, murder time again. Yay? Question mark. Definitely not yay. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah, that kind of sums up the plot. That sums up the plot. And holy shit, Malcolm McDowell looks exactly like Mark Hamill when he was young. Who's Malcolm McDowell? The guy. My bad. My bad. At first, I thought it was um the other dude who he looks exactly like no, now. No, at first, I genuinely thought it was a young Michael Caine. I thought he was the but dude out of... Uh, the Get Smart reboot, Terrence Stamp. I wrote that the down, Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp? A dude who he looks identical okay. to now. So he but went from Mark Hamill to Terrence Stamp in 50 years. Do you want to go through some facts now. and stuff about this film before... Before the rage consumes yes. We just start talking about why Kat hated it, why I hated it, why James hated it, and why you think it was all okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you take all the flack for this one. Here. I didn't fucking make it was you, it's It's you at the top. And then Stanley Kubrick. This <laughs> all your fault. You time-travelling bastard. <laughs> what? <laughs> Give us some facts, Nick. Okay, so the singing in the rain aspect of the raping and murdering cost $10,000. That was... Licensing? That was, yes, that was improvised because it was a real dour scene, surprisingly, without... <laughs> like, even more so without the singing in the rain. So he said, just do something... And he was like, oh, okay, I'll sing. And uh, apparently years later, Stanley Kubrick met the dude who made the song. I don't know um, his name. But they hit, I think they met at the Oscars and they didn't get along. Yeah. I can't, imagine, I can't wow. imagine why. You're like, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Yes. I'm never going to listen to that song the same again. It's not a good no. Yeah, no, it's not correlation a good song, to have for the song. Yeah. It's a bummer. But um, in the Ludovicio Treatment. procedure. Oh. Yep. Uh, that doctor is a real doctor. Yep. Uh, the doctor was supposed to be out of frame to like keep Malcolm McDowell's eyes like I want to say the M word west. So <laughs> oh yeah, like, that's fucked. Yeah, I feel I actually feel like bad because like obviously he had to put those, have those things actually yes. put in his eyes. Yes, and I was like fucking Jesus. Yeah, and that's nasty. Ow! That device. This. Yeah. Thing, sliced his corneas. Oh, <laughs> fucking Jesus. And last week I thought the slice in the nose was going to be the yep, worst thing. That's what I, you said that. That was a call like, forward, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes, it was very. There's so many reasons to dislike this movie. <laughs> See, I went in expecting that to be real though. Like, I, I think it's just because of all the shit we've like researched now. I, was, I saw a clip of that and I was like, I bet you there was some sort of incident regarding that because I bet that's actually holding his eyes open. And yes, that is oh, exactly it. Nice. The original cut of this was four hours long. Oh, God, oh, why? Because <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's a madman and he... <laughs> Can I make a bad joke? He had to put in more rape scenes. <laughs> probably. it was. Pro- yeah, probably. It was probably more rape scenes. But uh, after he he then hired assistant directors to like come in and get rid of like ninety minutes, which well done. Good. It's a whole other movie. Yes, yes, exactly. 
And uh, all the unused footage was destroyed. Like literally, like the, the yeah. word I found, destroyed. <laughs> so that's why we haven't got like a 50-year anniversary Blu-ray with all the unused footage. It's completely gone. I don't want that. It's no one wants that. Oh, I, bet <laughs> is this, I bet his fucking estate does. Like, is this the most outwardly negative we've ever been yeah. for a movie on the list? Yeah, because it's fucking horrendous. It's pretty full on. It's hor- it is horrendous. I feel like you hesitated there, Nicholas. <laughs> it's horrendous. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like Nick, Nick thinks it, what he's really saying is the content is horrendous, but yes. he has some appreciation for the movie itself or something. Maybe. No. Uh. <laughs> he's pulling a face. Uh, I wrote Big Strong Man as David Prowse. We went through that. Sorry. And uh, fucker. <laughs> and, uh, the uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey soundtrack can be seen in the record shop. Cool. Was this movie before or after Space Definitely Odyssey? after. Yes. After okay. if they're doing that. Um, that threesome scene was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> I thought that was just... Like, <laughs> well, just putting it out there. I was just like, oh, this is an interesting choice. I'm surprised this hasn't been like that, parodied heaps. But that, is, that is an example of one of the moments I, I did enjoy of this I'll movie. I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy of like... Yeah, it's when very awkwardly... It's like time lapse. It's funny, mm. and then like there's moments in this movie as well where the, like the dark comedy works. It's weird mm. because both women at separate times put their clothes back on and they yeah. get re undressed. I noticed that I, like because I wasn't like really looking, and I was like, hey, and also I you see um, what's his name, Malcolm McDowell. Is that the actor's name? Yes. Yeah. See his pee pee. His pee pee a lot. A lot. I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't expecting this full frontal. Okay, I wasn't expecting. Full frontal <laughs> fucking anything of anyone. Yeah. In in any of the context that it was. But yeah, there's this awkward moment where it's like, oh, dick. But like, especially that's it, like the three sentences, like he just turns like, oh, there's a frame of penis. Like, there's a full frontal of him there. Well, apparently it was done like <laughs> the, the choice of a like super sped up sex scene was to like avoid an X rating. Yeah, right. But Do you reckon they, they actually they, did it? They got what it the hell? Way. They literally have a scene where they rip off a woman's clothes. It's, it's, that's, it's, yeah. not, it's not the point, cat. That's the most fucked one. Okay. Yeah. My question is, in that yeah. time-lapse scene, they're definitely, there is moments where they're definitely like... Oh, probably. Fucking. I did think that. I was because like, Because it's yeah. like moments from like, there is no way your face is there without, your pen, without his penis being in your mouth. It's either in your mouth or it is pressed so hard against your face... That like it may as well be. I think I missed parts of this because I, I said I was like, "What the fuck is going?" So Jacob rewind. You definitely went you frame by frame this like you? five times. <laughs> no, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because it just went from movie to why is there a time lapse now? That, yeah, that along with a bunch of shit in this, it just screamed, "Oh my god, this movie's so arty!" Ooh, like it screamed to me that Kubrick lost the fucking plot for like six months, mm. and yeah. just went. I'm going to be Roman Polanski. <laughs> no, 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 no. Roman Polanski <laughs> rapes kids. Sorry. Yeah. This guy's don't so defa- <laughs> don't defame Stanley Kubrick like that. Yeah. Um, Kubrick's fine. So he just he made a weird movie. Yeah. Um. So, like, what's the main character's actual name? Alex. Alex is meant to be what, like seventeen. Yes. Oh, true. In yeah. So Alex is a juvenile is delinquent. Yeah, yeah. he's God. seventeen and he's, he's just out in the town, going into these bars, drinking milk mixed with whatever the fuck it is, and just fucking murdering people and driving that car 
So fast. Nick. Did Kudos, you, I did like the car. <laughs> did you happen to look at what uh, what Alex's age is, is is in the book? It's 15. It's, yeah, 15 to 17. Mm-hmm. And this is See? 17 to 19. Like, it's so much wrong. Like, the opening scenes are just rapes and murders. And, I mean, Kat, you didn't get past it, like. What was your viewing experience of this like? I was just like, why is this on our list? Honestly, like, yeah, I think the only I understand why. I think it was everything yeah, else is. I, I think the only thing that get like Got kept my it. attention was the performance. Even then, I'm like, like I like, everything else of was, Alex. Yes, because I, I like, really like. I like Malcolm McDowell in a lot in, of yeah. things, but I don't like him in this. No, I don't think it is his best performance, and I think it's definitely not his I best. Th- but he's engaging I enough. I think it's a good performance. I think performance. the performance is like mostly like regarded as good because of the circumstances of the actual like of the movie, like and the plot of the movie, yeah. not that it is necessarily good yeah. acting. because so of the regard. content in this, I did like I did a bit of digging. I was expecting to find something awful. Like some shit, like I don't know. The like cheeks were actually like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's that's another thing I have about this film. Obviously, like actors, I'm going to say actors is just plural for male and female because that's mm-hmm. what it is now. But Good like, man. you get paid to do what, like, to act, and obviously you get given a section of a script or the script of the whole film and. You know, you rock up on the day and you do your scenes and you leave. Yeah. I just want to know, how the fuck do they convince some of these women Yeah, to do these scenes, especially in that abandoned theatre yeah. where, like, those four dudes literally are tackling and she is like, N- hold on, Nick. That would, Sorry like, it would be down. actually traumatic. Yeah, like, they are, like, she's... Physically fighting back, like that is a full physical scene. There's no yeah. faking about how she's getting handled there, in the nude, in front of at least eight dudes plus the entire crew. Yeah, and it's yeah there just was no um, what were they called? Int- intimacy coordinators in um, seventy one. Yeah, and it's like that scene, and like obviously you got to that bit because yeah. it's early on was so uncomfortable to view and, like, it had to have been traumatic for that actress because, like, no matter how much you're acting, like, even if you know that that is fake and you're doing it for the camera, just the physicality of that entire scene is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think I read somewhere about, like, a reviewer calling out that scene being, like, to establish the context of what's happening here, it did not have to hold no. on this for no. like a minute and a half or no. whatever it does it for. It's just it's, it's just there cult. to, yeah. And I think the reviewer said it's just there to titillate the audience. Like like yeah, there is a way of filming that with no nudity. Yeah, with way less violence and to go for ten seconds, and you get the exact idea of what's happening. Without it just feeling gross. Without you feeling, am I watching an actual rape here? Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on with this actress to be like, oh, yep, I'll, you know, do that. What were you going to say when you put your hand up, Nick? Oh, I was going to say they were convinced by either money or false promises of stardom. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's and false promises of stardom then kind of puts it into a, like, yeah. rape category. Yeah. But it's... 
Oh, it's so yeah. unnecessary. And that scene in particular of kind of the three main rape scenes in this movie. They shouldn't, that shouldn't even be a sentence you yeah. need to say I don't, in a movie, that's, honestly. Like, I watched this like, yesterday. I'm sorry, it did nothing to further the no. plot. Like, it, should, it shouldn't even be in it. I watched this yesterday and I got like halfway through or so and I'm like, I don't want to finish this. I don't want to keep watching this. I don't even want to fucking talk about it tomorrow because we have 101 movies on our list and we kind of never really talk about, or a lot of the time, we never really touch on why they're on the list. Sometimes we do, sometimes we just talk about how we liked them and how we didn't like them. This movie I spoke to my boss about like before watching it and I'd never seen it before obviously and I was like, oh, do we have – like?" I Asked him if we had the um, DVD at work. He's like, oh, no, we don't have, I don't have it anymore. I got rid of it. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I hate – like, he said he hated this film. Like, don't want to watch it. And I was like, oh, is it really that bad? And he's like, yeah, it's fucked. And I had, like, even – he didn't touch on why and, like, I had no idea why. And, like, it's always been talked about as this, you know, great sort yeah. of film. And all these people are like, oh, Clockwork Orange is really good and – it's such a great film from like the early seventies and Kubrick did really. And then I watched it and I have several fucking questions for everyone that ever said it's a good that movie. this was a great movie. Cause yeah. I genuinely want to know the reasoning. Okay. I can understand rape scenes and violent scenes aside, take all of that out of this film. Yeah. There are some fun, fantastic shots inside Alex's house. The score is really good. The score is really good. See, even there I would argue with you because I feel like you don't really... But it's used in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. It's Beethoven used in the wrong way. There, as I touched on last week, the colour palette is really good. It feels like that. It feels like an English underground. Like you get a... It builds a sense of a world. Mm. But the ultraviolet... And I think... What makes it worse is you have the narration to go with it. And the narration makes it, it's like a kind of like a blase, casual, he's just talking about it. And it makes it seem like such a normalized thing to him that it makes you even more uncomfortable that he's describing what he's doing as it's hap- as you're watching it happen to fucking Beethoven or whoever it is at that time playing, as you're literally watching a woman's clothes get cut off. And a rape start while her husband is on pinned to the floor watching. And judging by how silent the three of you are right now, it's just I don't understand why that any of it was yeah. necessary. Because if you take the ultraviolence out of this and kind of bring it back down, like I can get you can leave in the kicking and the punching and like the actual physical hitting. But if you take out the ultra-sexualised violence of this film, it's completely different and it could be understood of why it's a good film. Mm. But the use of sexualised violence in this is just... Like, if it was made now... It's outlandish. Yeah. You do I not need it. Know. Yeah, like, you could, like, even saying in... The, oh, look at it in the context of the time. It's the 70s. Even, like, 
a movie like the, the sexualized violence of this film just shouldn't exist. There, like, at I all. could not name you a movie that people rave about as much as this. Yeah. that has this amount of yeah, oh, shit. yeah, literally. Yeah. It's like the, the use. It's like because it's Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. It's I think that's why, like, when we got your message, because I didn't watch this till this morning. Yeah, because you and hadn't it, watched yeah. it yet no. when Kat said that she no. couldn't finish it. And, and like, me and James were yeah. like, I completely understood. I got about 20 minutes in and I was like, yep, yeah, I can yeah. understand why you stopped. Because yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, the eye shit or something. Yeah, no, like, see, that's fine. Like, it's just yeah. like, But then but when like, you get to the eye oh. bit where he's, like, going through that therapy, which is assembly, essentially just a metaphor for gay conversion therapy, yeah, like it's along the same lines of like you are essentially tortured until your brain breaks into thinking that that's disgusting and makes you want to vomit every time you think about it. Yeah, so you have to, you know, it kind of yeah they they make you feel physically sick about something that they think is wrong. But okay, and then it just shows more. We just go into more sexualized violence. It's you see more like rapes. You see more <coughs> abuse, and it's like. We don't have to, we can just we don't have to see it again. No. We can know that he's seeing it by someone saying the, it. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to show us again that in the film. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, like I've and never like, said this about a movie on this list before, but fuck this movie. Yeah. Like just no. In every sense of the word, no. Yeah, I think you pretty much summed it up. Mm. You articulated it Do a lot better than I could because just, I just like yeah. just to check, Nick. Are we have we, are we done with like facts about this? Oh, you've got more facts. Oh sorry. yeah, yeah, we're finished. Okay. Ages ago, yeah. Do you, Kat, do you want to take the floor for <coughs> I don't opinions on this movie? Think I could like I feel like Jacob summed it up really really well just then because it, I just I feel like it. I just ah uh, <laughs> yeah I, I yeah. had. Like the whole drive here, like I was thinking about it. This like this movie made me angry, mm. and I was thinking like, oh, how, how am I going to say like this? What like because I didn't want to just, just kind of just rant like I normally do about things. I kind of wanted to yeah. more like actually like You're actually fairly eloquent there. Cognitive yeah. thought process of like yeah. why it shouldn't exist. Like if anything, I mean. Like, all that the females are in this movie is either a mother figure or, like... A victim of a sexual yeah. crime. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one nurse. Yeah. But, like... But actually, just no, the one nurse that when we go into the thing is fucking the yeah. doctor in the other, behind the curtain. Yeah. Again, like, unnecessary... Yeah, just, unnecessary just, shit. If anything, take all the women out of this. Have it just... Like, I would, yeah. I would prefer a wholly, like, male-dominated yeah. movie than to see... Everything because, that I saw. Yeah, everything that I'd ever heard about this movie and, like, seeing stills from it and stuff and, like, kind of, like, the outfits they wear, I had no idea that it was so sexual. Yeah. Like, it is just weird graphic abuse porn for a lot of it. And Don't watch it. No. Like, <laughs> I, if you've never seen this movie, don't. Yeah. And it's weird because there's some, like, people that went on to do big things – in movies and it's like, yep, yeah, you kind of came from here and, like, you can't hold that against someone because obviously, like, you know. You're not going to say no to no. doing a movie with Stanley Kubrick. Exactly. Mm. And, you, you ne- yeah, and you just, 
It just makes just, me so yeah, sad. It, I physically felt sick watching this. Mm. Like it was like the uncomfortable hair standing. Like it just wasn't a pleasant experience. And I think if you're going to watch a movie, even a movie that you know you might not like and there's been things on this list that I'm sure and all yeah. each of us have individually not enjoyed. But you probably don't want to vomit. Yeah, watching yeah. it, like you like you can, you still kind of manage to watch the whole thing. Or like I didn't yeah. enjoy, I didn't enjoy Raging Bull because partly because it made me uncomfortable that she was fifteen at the start. Yeah, I didn't enjoy Apocalypse Now because I found it really boring. Yeah, but neither of those made me feel remotely yeah. the way this thing like, does. You just it. Cat hasn't it's turned a movie off because she felt sick before. Like, yeah, it it's, it does make you feel physically yeah. ill. Not everyone, obviously, no. but it definitely. But like can. the opening scenes, it's just and like yeah, and it I sets guess, the tone. Like, it's yeah, setting a tone. Yeah, exactly. That the rest of your experience is now from this. And I guess people would argue that you have to look past that and you have to look at the message it's conveying. But like, the you message can, it's conveying is that this is okay. And yeah. this I, is, like, how they should act. I don't yeah. think that's fair to say that's the message it's, it's conveying. I think I, to I that hate society. to defend this movie. Yeah. I don't think it's saying it's okay. I think it's saying that it's, like, I, I think they're trying to say that it's, like, just a pre-programmed thing. Yeah. In people. It, oh, it, it, right. it, the message it kind of puts in is that it's not a learnt behaviour but a... Nurture. No, yeah, it's nurture over... No, nature Nature over nurture. Nature over nurture. A, so, like, you're naturally... If you're going to be a psychopath, you're it's naturally like that. It's because well, I, I it kind of sets it in. This is why... I think yeah. that's kind of the point, though, because yeah. his family is very... His family are lovely, and, and like, then when he comes back out of prison, there's a guy that they've... Like, they've got a lodger that's a young guy living in their house that treats them like his parents, and they treat them him like a son. Yeah. Because his parents are both, in all senses, throughout the movie... Both really nice, normal people. So it's just him. It's just him and he acts nice and normal towards them like before everything comes out and he goes to prison. Like she wakes him up. Like you have that whole first like night where all this stuff happens. Then it cuts to the morning and she's like, oh, you're going to be late for school. I feel sick. And he stays in bed. So, but he seems so normal in his conversation with her. Like it just goes to straight away to a mother-son conversation. Mm. And like, hang on, this this is a like I just assumed that he was like in his twenties or something. And yeah. that scene happens. You're like, oh my god, this is a fucking teenager that's in high school, which then creates a whole nother level of how and fucked I, this is because it's a seventeen-year-old going out yeah. raping and murdering people with his friends, who then go on to become police officers. And it's, it's a whole thing. It's like, okay, so now you've got these people that are committing crimes, raping, murdering. They're now the cops that are meant to stop this. Mm. And it's like, well, yeah, it just, it's fucked. It'd be a good movie if you like. If you took out some of the aspects, like slightly altered some of the aspects, it could be a good crime film. Yeah. But it goes so heavily into the sexualized violence that it's just not. Yeah, you can't get past that. What are you googling, James? I'm I'm trying to get Clockwork Orange up to to see what the 
themes of it, like what people, what critics have that liked it have taken from it or what Kubrick intended or something like well, that? Well, Roger, what's his name? Ebert. 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 He, he does like not like this movie. No. So I stand with him. Which is, yeah, which is fair. <laughs> stand with Roger. <laughs> I think it was an interesting point he made, though, in his critique is that you don't really learn anything about Alex other than that he likes Beethoven and nothing really changes in the end. Yeah. So, so um, some of the themes they're talking about are like uh, punishment versus rehabilitation from prison stuff. Government hey, you can show that without rape. <laughs> yeah. Government corruption. Show that without, show that without rape. Without rape. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just psychology. Um, also can show that yeah, without rape. <laughs> I, I, I don't think... I don't think it does any of those a lot better than no. other movies that that are praised for it's the depictions of that. I, for me, like the most enjoyable part. So, if you break this movie up into thirds, right? There's the start where he's out doing the crimes. There's the prison and the rehabilitation, and then there's the being out back in the world in the hospital. The prison part, other th- other than when we have to see the the eye things and him watching the like the videos of rape and murder again. I enjoyed the prison thing the most because it's just him, like it's just this horrible person finally having to like submit to the officers. And I like that one officer character that was like, oh my God, they're, they're going to not treat him like shit here? What the fuck? Mm. But like the dark comedy of this is the only part of it that I really enjoyed. I, if, it, if those themes were put across well, it just didn't come through to me. And, and there probably is something in it. There probably is some justification over, oh, we're showing all this extreme sexual violence to kind of... Comment on yeah, something. Yeah, to like contrast this shit. But yeah, it's... It doesn't. It just I, detracts from I, it. I can't think of it. Well, clearly it does. Well, clearly it's not It's not saying much because there were copycats of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, I was just reading while you guys were talking about that. Um, just shortly after at least, a Dutch girl was... Um, raped and murdered by men singing, singing in the rain. It was um, yeah, that's just uh, not okay. Yeah, the tagline for this film is being the adventurous, um, being the adventures of a young man whose principal interests are rape, ultraviolence, and Beethoven. It, yeah, and Kubrick kind of bit back a bit against bands from multiple different countries, especially in the UK. And it was in December 1999 that Warner Bros. International announced that almost 27 years after Kubrick, uh, the film was banned in Great Britain, the uncut version was returned to British screens and in the spring of 2000. That's because he was dead. I read and they yeah they replaced sorry they replaced 30 Kubrick replaced 30 seconds of footage to win an R rating as opposed to the X that the MPAA initially assigns it the altered scenes involved the orgy or the three way and a gang rape yeah which, which one I don't know but obviously one of them was made less sexual presumably uh, the opening one yeah um I saw a com- Comment in regards to the copy, like the the copycat mm-hmm. rapes and killings. I think there was two of them, um, in which Kubrick said, you know, none of the stuff. Like, there's no studies that show that, like, that 
like this kind of media changes people in the same way in a a big extension of you know playing playing shooting video games doesn't make people shoot up schools no um he he was saying seeing this kind of thing you know they were those people were always going to commit those crimes do those things they just added a singing in the rain because of that which i think i agree with not defending the movie i'm just saying i I don't think he's in the wrong for making it. I don't think you can place any blame on him for those copycat things, I think. I think, yeah, the responsibility is wholly on the person, but I think it's kind of shit that they took influence from it. Oh, anyway. yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. See, oh, that's the thing. If, if that was my creation, I would feel responsible. Oh, yeah. there's no doubt it, it's played on his mind, but I don't think it's fair to hold him responsible. Well, a review from Empire called it five stars. Yeah, fuck <laughs> um, that. Now it can be seen again, perhaps the nonsense talk that surrounded Kubrick's adaptation of Anthony um, Burgess' dystopian novel will finally evaporate. And it's like, nah, mate. No, it does um, not. For, the, not for the, us, at least. The word, hold on, where was it? I've lost it. Oh, I remembered it. Oh, a much... Um, Mangled, a much mangled and misunderstood classic. This is one of Kubrick's finest movies. No, fuck off. It's disgraceful. It is. It really is. A Clockwork Orange has earned the title of cult classic and rightfully so. No. I remembered another little thing that I did like about the movie, just to, to give it some some credit. <laughs> I enjoyed the the way that like they did the like dystopian language where they where they have their own little dialect and they mm. replace little words with other words and things like that. From the narration, I thought that was cool. In, in terms of world building, mm. doesn't make it a good movie. Mm. I think there's, a, I don't know, there's a good movie in there, but like even just sitting here has made it like several times more real. Yeah. I think because I think I don't know. I've never seen the mood this low in the in no, what we're doing I the know. podcast. It's real, like because I really wanted to come in here with high energy and like. I know. It's probably also because, like, you know, I'm on, like, half a screen researching this at the same time as I'm watching it. But I really want to, like, after our conversation this morning, I was like, I'll come in and be devil's advocate and kind of point out what's really good about it. You gave it a shot. I I did give it a shot, but, like, just sitting here and, like, kind of reflecting, I'm like, fuck. It's, like, kind of just drained me. It's a hard thing to play devil's advocate for. Yeah. Uh, should we... God, this Thor opening's not going to go real well. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good tone setter. <laughs> uh, Have you found something else, Jacob? No. I think we need to put a disclaimer before the title of this episode. Maybe. Just oh, God, like, it's going to make it even worse at the beginning. What, like a bit dim? Um, Maybe don't listen to this if... Yeah, discussion you, of rape yeah. and stuff. Yeah, can you, yeah. Can you yeah. record like a trigger warning sort yeah. of thing, Jacob? Yeah. Um, Shall we move on? Let's just say all four of us will most definitely never, ever, ever fucking watch this film again. And I will stop people from watching it yeah. if they're going to watch it. because It's cooked? Yeah. As an understatement? It's cooked. Yeah. As an understatement. Oh. Cat? Okay, guys. We're moving on. Are we? Yeah. Oh, let's and now, uh, now it's time for what we have I thought been we were watching skip and this what we are looking <laughs> forward to. No, it's what we're watching and what we're excited for. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, James. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw you trying. 
<laughs> that was my impression of Jacob's one last week. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, Can I start? Yes. What have you been watching? Um, I actually haven't been watching anything, but I've been listening to a podcast. I know podcasts Other podcasts exist. exist. <laughs> um, That's fun. Let's keep going. Okay. My roommate's just come home. <laughs> Um, So it's called um, You're Wrong About and it's American based Mm -hmm. and it's mostly based in history but it kind of just goes through a lot of um, uh, kind of historical things that you are wrong about. Yeah, might have been wrong about or like the the predominant social discussion gets wrong or whatever, whatever. Um, And it's the two co-hosts are... um, two journalists so they're quite thorough and like speak very well which is really nice <laughs> um and yeah it's just really really interesting i'm learning a lot like ask me about the clinton impeachment after this and i'll be able to tell you all about I w- it i will genuinely <laughs> yeah if you want <laughs> but yeah it's really good go give it a listen if you're interested in just like learning about history learning what you're wrong about or just mm. learning about something you might have never heard about in a very detailed but digestible way nice i like it i feel like i sold that really well i you should did. send a clip really i should send a clip of that into them. You? <laughs> <laughs> i wish that would be awesome <laughs> nick what have you been watching uh i've been watching kind of the opposite end of the spectrum of um a clockwork orange i've been watching a, a delightful british show called friday night dinner Oh, it's the best. Oh. <laughs> I have not heard of this. I love it this. so much. It sounds great, though. It's really fun. <laughs> it's a, it stars Simon Bird, who plays Will on The Inbetweeners. Oh. And the, the premise is it's every episode is a Friday night where these two sons go to their parents' house for dinner and shenanigans kind of ensue. Is like, it just I was, 20 I was literally episodes? Thinking, yeah, 2025. Nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's really, really good. I love it a lot. <laughs> and there's a wacky neighbour. Yes, yes, a wacky neighbour who's in love with the mum and yeah. has it's, a oh. doggy walks around. Wacky. I wouldn't say wacky. I'd say he's more like... <laughs> fucking weird? Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't know. Jacob really got me on board with the wacky neighbour there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, don't, maybe don't go and expect No, you will, love, you will love the wacky neighbour. It's, it's a very, very funny and very British show. Oh, very British. Yeah. Even... No, you should probably watch the whole show, but if you don't want to, look up uh, Friday Night Dinner Conversation Spindle. <laughs> Jacob what? knows what I'm talking about. I'm going to look that up it's, right now. Yeah, even I if highly you, recommend. Even Wait, if you what want, was it? Uh, Friday Night Dinner. Friday Night Dinner Conversation Spindle. Jacob, if you even want to put the clip at the end of the episode, it's nah. something, something, <laughs> something uplifting. It's very funny. Like I watched, it, like, I watched that episode last night and I was told... Oh, this is the funniest part of the whole show. I was like, why the fuck would you tell me that? Just wait till I'm you get obviously to not going to think it's funny. Yeah. But it's so fucking good. What's, and I, What season's that? Four? Five? I think it's the end of four. Okay, because... Three. But, no. Get out of here. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good show. Good yeah. show. Wait, good okay, shit. wait. Can we watch it? No, don't, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yes, do it after. Yes, do it yeah. after. No, no, no. We'll do it now. Oh, fine. After. After. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, After. Fine. After. Okay, uh. Jacob, what have you been watching? Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, He's sorry, not, Nick. Nick's oh, not I, I done. I've oh. also been playing Hitman 3. How is that? Is that because someone else spoke about it on another podcast? And No. Okay. 
Don't worry. <laughs> no? no other podcasts exist except yeah, us. There's no other podcasts. And the one cat talked about. No, I, I bought it the day it came out, but I've just slowly been chipping through it. It's essentially the um, second Hitman, but new maps. So if you've ever played a Hitman from the new trilogy, get it and you'll have fun. Um, I've noticed something. I've noticed a common theme with the games I've been buying lately that my, my console has been crashing over it. So it's either my console's getting a bit old or just all games are made No, new games out. are just... New games are just too shittily made. Because they're designed for PS5 or whatever. That yeah, well, because yeah. I there's a map I've gone on and it's the one particular map that's super buggy and a laundry room I go into, the washing machines are missing but the little barrels for the washing machines are there spinning and I'm like... Oh. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's actually I'm pretty like, funny. That's a bit weird. I'm like, is that me? No, that's not my console. It's, it's the game, surely. But yes, it's very fun. Um, there's a new weapon in it. It's a banana. You can hit people with bananas. Um, oh, fun. Yes. So like shoot out of the peel or do you just like whack them over the You'll, head? You just fully whack them with the banana. <laughs> or you can throw it. Um, you can place it on the ground, like the peel on the ground and people will slip over it. It's <laughs> good <laughs> shit. Jacob sounds very interested. <laughs> oh, also, sorry, this is also important. There's a, there's a level where you're at like a Knives Out style um, mansion. Oh, cool. To like kill this woman who like faked her death but that woman has also hired a private investigator and you can knock out or kill the private investigator uh like d- put on his clothes and solve the mystery like oh. even had to, i spent two hours like, <laughs> mystery, looking throughout the whole mansion finding all these clues and it was fucking sick that that's actually pretty cool. cool and they're not gonna make another one that, that was their last hitman game and they're making a bond game now i mean a bond game in that yeah. sense would still be It'd be cool. I mean, Daniel Craig is already basically a part of the movie. So, so because yeah. he's a bald white guy. No, because <laughs> he was the detective in Knives okay. Out. I was thinking more because he kind of looks like the guy, and in because Hitman, he's, he's a bald the white guy. Bond. Yeah, yeah yes, <laughs> true. Do we talk about that? It got delayed again. again. Oh, <sighs> plenty of time to die. I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Stolen joke. <laughs> um, James, I thought that was great. Um. I have been re-watching a little-known gem of a TV show that I'm sure no one's ever is said is very good. Is it Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. Because that's hey. so good. No, that's, that's mainstream. This is very unknown. It's called Breaking Bad. Oh, oh. oh God. What's Breaking Bad? I've never heard of it. What's well, the premise? Um, it's about this guy. He's got cancer. He can't pay for it, so he makes meth. Nice. No, obviously, like this has been Breaking Bad has been raved about. Can you, by everyone ever. Can you tell me the fun fact about what show it supposedly shares a shared universe with? Better Walking Dead. Yeah. And, and Better Call Saul, yes. Wait, what? The, the Walking the, Dead? Yeah, yes. the, like the blue crystal me- like method they make is in The Walking Dead. Oh, my God. And someone so, describes Jesse and The Walking Dead yeah. pretty much. And so, so it's sort of like and the blue else. crystal, like the whole Walking Dead theory that like it started from their meth that went wrong. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. but it's no, that it's just like cool. the oh, true, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. But it's just that like they're the same company. So that makes them. Maybe, so. that, no, maybe that's how the flash forwards in um, Better Call Saul end. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like zombies. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So funny enough, I'm watching season five now with my girlfriend, and she initially was like, "I really hope Jesse doesn't die at the end of the series." So I keep teasing her, like, "Oh, this is the episode where he dies." And then she's like, "No, I know because it's it's the same universe as The Walking Dead, and they talk about it, so I know he's alive at the end." I'm like, "God damn it!" 
<laughs> and there's like a Netflix film with him. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really so good. So like there's also that. <laughs> except the, like the El, El Camino. Yeah. 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 El except Camino. the guy, what's the uh, the guy's name, that weird dude that the Nazis keep him Todd, yeah. Oh, uh, Todd. Lockie's yeah. just in the background. He, he put nice. on a noticeable amount of weight, which I feel Twin. sorry for him for, but in the flashbacks of El Camino, he, he just looks like five years older. Yeah, fair. Oh. And people gave him a lot of shit for it. And I was like, like, what are you oh. meant to do? <laughs> but um, time. To shave off your beard. To quickly Something. plug for Make Breaking Bad younger. since it really needs it. Um, like, there's a lot of shows that I've enjoyed, but, like, it always feels like they they get to a point where they knew what they wanted, the story they wanted to tell, and then they get keep getting renewed because it's very popular and they lose control of where they're going. There's... I, I could name a lot of shows. Wait, are you talking about The Walking Dead or Breaking Bad? No, I'm talking about just generally. There's a lot oh, of shows yeah. to do this. I'm saying Breaking Bad does not do this. Right. It's one of those ones where I feel like the the first four seasons are the main plot they wanted to tell with um, – spoiler for season four if you haven't watched it, but it's an old show anyway. I actually um, haven't. <laughs> I've never seen an episode. Okay. Well, the main – Okay. Just talk, to, talk to me. <laughs> well, gut, you gut. look so like, but now I can't talk now about I can't do it. What do you mean you've never watched Breaking Bad? All right. We're Breaking, watching it right now. <laughs> Breaking Bad spoiler. At the end of season four, when Gus dies, it feels like that was a big chunk is. of the story oh, they wanted to tell. Is that his kid? No. No, no, that's oh. the bad guy. Oh, okay. Um, that would have been really sad. Yeah. But it, yeah, it, it does. I get what you mean. That did feel like a natural ending. And then in season five, they managed to in my opinion, make the best season of the whole show after it feels like the, the narrative chunk is done yeah, and finish it even better than season four would have. Sick. I don't really remember. I, I watched it like, what, six years ago now? It so was I'm, a, yeah. I'm like, Maybe I don't know. Maybe should watch it again. I, I, I should watch it again, yeah. Because I, I want to watch the movie again, so might as well just watch it all. Cool. Anything well. else, James? No, that's about it for me. Well, I've pretty much just been watching Smallville. Because that's what cool. me and Lucy are doing right now. We're watching Smallville. We're in season two. How many seasons? Is it on any? There's ten. <laughs> no, there are, uh, we are watching start it on that months mm. ago. Yes. <laughs> don't, yep. We're watching the DVDs because we have all the DVDs now. <laughs> Might as well. Yep. And um, it's really good, but it's really funny because like, I like obviously like I watched it a thousand years ago when it was on, and. Like watching the old seasons, it's like, oh yeah, that's right, that happened and this happened, and then I'm like, oh, when does this character come? And I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say any spoilery things because I know Lucy listens to this. <laughs> but I was like, oh, when does that character appear? And it's like, oh, that is four seasons away. Mm-hmm. Holy Jesus, there is so much. To, and then like, she gets mad at me when I read ahead of what's going to happen. I'm like, I've seen it all twice. Like, <laughs> I know what happens, and it's like, oh, it's so far away. But it's just good television. But then one of the actual actresses turns out to well, join oh, a cult. Fun true. fact, since episode one, because like obviously that had all come out before we started watching it, I told, oh, that actress is, was in a sex cult. What's her name? Alison Mack? Oh, not yeah. Brie. Yeah, no, Mac, yeah, yeah. Alison Mack. Oh, God, not um, Alison no, Brie. No. We no. love Alison no. Brie. <laughs> so literally from the first episodes we're up to now, her first appearance on screen, not including the title credits, and Lucy kind of hates me for it, then she loves it, then she hates it again. Her first appearance in every episode, I just go sex cult. <laughs> just every time I was go sex cult. It's so I weird. Just, yeah, it's because there's I a documentary on it on stand. And, and I was like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway. Right, let's wrap it up. Yeah. Yes. 
Short one. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you, you can't, like be, forever, you can't yeah. be so negative for that for so yeah. long. <laughs> so, thank you so much for listening. You can reach us at Watch It Again Podcast on Facebook or Instagram or at Watch It Again Pod at gmail.com. Obviously, for every question, I'll donate $5 to charity. Pick a charity with your question, and then I'll answer your question and I'll donate to charity. <laughs> Yes, that sounds yeah. like a spiel you've done a hundred times, but it was the first time. I, that was on the spot. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. As always, I'm your host, Jacob, and with me are I'm Kat. I'm Nick. And I'm James. Bye. See Bye. ya. Bye.